Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 it's time for blue darter sports central with your host roger franklin williams stay tuned for the latest updates on blue darter sports along with interviews with student athletes coaches and more it's blue darter sports central on 1520 wbzw your hometown station now here's roger Good morning, Apopka, and all of Central Florida. Joe Ferraro here, sitting in for Roger Franklin Williams. And uh, we're going to have a great show today. I want to welcome you to this edition of Blue Darter Sports Central. We're broadcasting live from the campus of Apopka High School. And this program specifically is to highlight all the sports programs this fabulous institution has to offer. And with me, executive producer, athletic director, and all-around good guy, and cookie maker, right? Yeah, okay, I'll do that one. Fred Priest. <laughs> All those other ones, I don't even think I get anything for those, but they, at least I get some cookies. With hey, you know one. you got chocolate chip cookies, and Absolutely. that counts or something. Absolutely. We do have a good show. Um, we're going to start off with um, uh, Coach Clink, who's going to talk about swimming for the us Colonel. a little bit. Yeah, we came off a big win over a rival. I know uh, Coach Russell, especially for him, it's always a, it's a big match when we go up against Wakai High School. And so we're going we're to let Coach talk about that a little bit. And then um, in our second segment, we're going to have Scott Williams, our basketball coach. Now, I know we have, we're not in basketball season yet, but the reality is those guys, are they'll be cranking up here in a couple of weeks to start practicing. And, and uh, they have a couple of, you know, preseason things going on that, that we want to talk about. And then uh, we're going to have a couple of our cheerleaders on in the third segment. Uh, our coach can't get away, but she's sending a couple of our of our girls, and um, so that'll be uh, we'll, that'll be good to get that perspective of you know what goes on at, on uh, you know in our support groups around our football games. You know, and they do a great job in the football games. Do. Yeah, they do. And, and Coach Cena uh, McKenzie is doing a great job with those girls. And and then uh, the course of the last segment, we'll talk to you know Coach Darlington about. Um, you know the great game last weekend, and, uh, and yeah, they pulled that out, didn't they? They, they sort of did, <laughs> yep. And then the uh, uh, game with the university tonight. So, uh, but anyway, we got Coach Clink with us. Coach, uh, l- let's talk about Wakaiba, and then we'll talk about what's going to go on uh, from there and where we're at. And but I know that's a big win for Coach Russell always. Yeah, that's where Coach Russell's hair went. Um, worry about <laughs> Wakaiba every year. <laughs> This year we're really fortunate to have these good new swimmers. And the people that were there, they were doing best times. You know, the ones that have been on the team for three and four years. It was senior night, so they had them oh, to show off. Yeah. Their parents were there, and Makaiva had a really good crowd as well. But it was a really good meet for us. Yeah, good. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, when you win, that's always a, Where that's was that held good. at? It was at Camp Weewa. Okay. Now, we were the home home. We were the home team, yes. Yeah, sometimes so. people don't know that sometimes we share pools with folks, and so uh, sometimes it might be where you swim but in practice, but it might not be your home home, right. no. home meet. So, yeah. No, yeah. it was home because I had to keep score. I hate Okay, that. there you go. It was right? terrible. Because you're, you're busy doing that instead of coaching, right? I get it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, the, the we won, as we were talking about, we won nine of the 11 events for the boys. Wow. And the girls won every single event for the nice. girls, yeah. which was really good. And um, 
we had some good standouts besides our freshman boys, the club swimmers who were so good. We actually had guys doing best times in quite a few events, which is always what we're looking for. Sure. But before that, I mean, that was Wednesday. On Saturday, quite a few of the kids swam in the Brantley Invitational. There were like 22 teams at that Invitational. And uh, we had, uh, let's see, two of the guys were, they got some sixths and fifths overall. And this is like out of 50 or 60 swimmers. That's outstanding. Yeah. And you're talking the team-wise, they had teams from all over Central Florida, like Seminole and Winter Park and um, Mount Verde, Olympia, Fletcher from up in uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So they yeah. came from all over this, for this meet. So it's a, it's usually a big invitational meet Brantley has every year. And uh, it was well represented. And we had really good representation for our guys. We uh, we actually placed with decent points this time with the girls, with Emma swimming in the 100 fly and the 200 free. And then the boys, Nathan and... Um, let's see, Nathan, what did he get? He got a... I gotta look at that. Oh, Nathan got a third in the um, 200 IM, which is wow. very nice. Yep. And, so. and there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, you get to kind of get a feel for, if not what you're gonna look like at state, but maybe uh, in region. When you, oh yeah, it's definitely what you're gonna look at at districts and regionals. Um, a lot of the teams that were there will be in our district, and and probably in the regional. Well, yeah, obviously in the regionals as well. And I'm looking at possibly at least three of our swimmers making it to states. I mean, that's nice. That's hopeful, but uh, they have the ability to do it if they keep improving, and um, you know that that's that'll always be nice. Absolutely, and and for some folks out there, they might think three is you know, but three is a is a is a big number when you start talking when they when you understand that you're going through a, a, a district that's that's fairly good. You're going through a region that's really good, and you, you, you have to survive those two steps to, to even make it to yeah, the state swimming meet. It's meeting. total survival. Yeah. It's, you know, you survive. If you can survive the districts, you make it to the regions, then you have to survive the regions to make it to the states. And yeah. there's a lot of swimmers in, in Florida, and you have to beat them all out to get into these positions. We have metros on the 5th of October. It's either going to be at Winter Park or at the... Yeah, I don't know if that's been decided yet. They're still yeah, trying Winter to Park that or out. YMCA yeah. on, and on iDrive. So um, it would be nice. It's the west side of town. It would be really nice if it was on the YMCA so we don't have to drive across. But Winter Park are great hosts for that anyway. Um, but we have two more meets left. We have Oak Ridge on Monday and on Wednesday's winter uh, is West Orange. West Orange is, I think, way too strong for us, but uh, they're probably going to take second or third in Metros, if not win it. But yeah. we always like to schedule a tough team. The Metro meet, is that split up in East and West, or is That's it everybody? split up in East and West. So you already mentioned West Orange is, is being one of the powers. Who else do you look at mm-hmm. in that? Dr. Phillips and, uh, and Olympia. Okay. And that's pretty traditional, isn't it? That's traditional, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, since I've been here, that's kind of what it looked like when, when I went to watch that, that those were the three and and uh, pretty consistent that way. But it looks like you have the kind of kids that can, in some of those events, though, that can break in there and, and score. And, and they and score points. When they get up high in that thing, you score points. You score lots of points compared right. to, um, you know, if you don't make it in the top 16, you get nothing. Right. And, you know, there's quite a few swimmers that will be there. So yeah. um, I think Emma has a really good chance of being the district champion, which would really be nice. And Nathan Bacuzzo and Mason Combs, unbelievable the way they're swimming. And I didn't want to leave out Matthew Murphy. He wasn't at uh, Brantley on Saturday, but he's doing great times as well. So these these three freshman boys are really 
going to make an impact on swimming yeah, in Central that's Florida. Great. Yeah, that's great. Find one more, we get a relay then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. There might be one coming. Absolutely. He's sitting out there or she's sitting out there somewhere. Right? That's right. Yeah, we're looking for one more one more boy to get the relay. We do have a couple guys that will um, at least give it a try for the relay. Um, Steven Aaron's one of our captains. He has the ability to be in that relay. But uh, we could, you know, maybe an extra person. Always have fives in case somebody gets sick or something. Absolutely. That would be really nice to take that to regionals and and maybe states. Yeah, that's right. Well, that, yeah, that's fun. Um, so, okay, so Wakaiba, we talked about that. You got metros coming up. Uh, what other duels do you have coming up? Uh, yeah. before Oak we Ridge on Monday. That? Okay. And uh, they have a very small team, so we're you know, just going to go there and, and really give a lot of the new guys their, their final chance to really swim individual events. Because, unfortunately, with metros, you can only swim 16 people. Right. So... You know, some of the new guys aren't going to get to swim, which breaks my heart because yeah. they've been working so hard. But, you know, you can only swim your top four for each event, and that's wow. the way it goes. Yeah. So. But in the duels, like you said, that's the time where the, the the younger kids or those that are not quite up to what they need to be to get in that top four in an event, and what's this been, is their chance. Yeah, and what's been nice is some of the teams we've been swimming have smaller teams. I don't think anybody that's as big as our boys. And they have an empty relay, so we're able to put – a third relay that not counting, but we're able to put that third relay in and we pack it full of all the new guys. Absolutely. And they're loving it. They, you know, they, they do their best when they get out there, too. Well, they get a chance to get out. That's what they practice for yeah. and want to be a part of that, and that gives them that opportunity. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. So, okay, so Oak Ridge, and then you said who else was next? West Orange. West Orange. That's Wednesday. And, yeah, now, uh, in a duel, do we, do we have stand a better chance in a duel with them, or is it... Because um, I know as the beats get bigger with the quality kids, that becomes tougher. But yeah, well, they swim at their, they swim. I guess we're swimming at Southwest, which okay. is pretty much most of the West Orange kids' club. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, their home, home turf. Their home, home, no, well, not yeah. even home turf. They train there besides high school. Yeah, do they have a lot of kids on their teams too? They got numbers. They have the yeah. numbers, yes. Yeah. And she, the coach down there, she's done a great job with that team. And their, I think their goal is really to knock off. Olympia and Dr. Phillips this year. Yeah. And I think they, you know, last year they just missed. So I think this year they really have a chance of doing it. Interesting. So we just, again, it might be another situation where our quality kids get a chance to compete against the well, kids that they're going to see in finals at well, probably district and region. That's always good. Um, the swimmer from um, Wakaiba, I think his first name is Matthew Dewey, who swam last year in the districts and, I, and regionals. He is a really good swimmer, and he went up against our two guys. And they were the, if there was a pool record anybody was keeping track of, they would have set it on Wednesday in that wow. meet. The wow. breaststroke was stroke for stroke. The butterfly was stroke for stroke. And they were putting out some beautiful, beautiful times. Some of the time, that breaststroke time five or six years ago would have been in the top ten in the States. Isn't that fun? Not anymore. Not anymore, the- <laughs> right? No, it's amazing from the time when I was a kid in high school – and I'm looking at the, the times today, and the girls are now swimming as fast as our guys did, you oh, know, yeah. back when water was hardly even wet at that time. But, you know, it was so long ago. But, uh, but yeah, the girls are swimming that fast now, you know, and it, it's, it's amazing. You, you wonder, where is that line where, you know, the, you just can't drop time anymore? You know, obviously you could drop more time off of longer distances. We talked about this with track and field as well. But, 
I mean, it's uh, it's incredible how fast these kids are swimming. And when you watch the Olympics, you know that were on just here, you know, a month or so ago, the times just uh, just amaze me. You know, years ago when I graduated from college, the guy broke 50 seconds for the 100 meters for the first time everybody, ever. Yeah, everybody and now played. you couldn't even you yeah. know, show up at the Olympics unless you went oh, no. in the 40s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we're talking, wow. yeah, they're sinking in the low 40s. And, yeah, it's incredible what, what they're doing. And, and you watch the 200 meters, and that's a sprint anymore. Yeah, 200, I mean, 200 is a sprint. Yeah. And I know one of the girls actually said she doesn't like the 200 because she doesn't know whether it's a sprint or a long distance. She yeah, gets confused. no, it's not long distance anymore. I can, and I'm not so sure at the Olympic level that the 400 isn't almost that way anymore. Well, some of the incredible. two of the girls at Lake Brantley, the ones that beat Emma, they had incredible 200 times. Yeah. And some of their 200 times would have got them into college years ago yes. as a boy. As a boy. That's <laughs> wow. exactly right. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I just look at it, and I just, I'm in awe of, of what they do now. I mean, yeah, we were But they, the training and, you know, the techniques and stuff, and they, they have their goals. And I think a lot, as Emma said last year when we were talking about it, they get to a point where they, are you going to keep swimming or not? Yeah. And now they can concentrate more on the on the really good ones. Yeah, yeah. Just like they concentrate at these academies for sure. the good quarterbacks and the good good, good sure. basketball players and yeah. stuff, and take them out of high school and off they go. So. And, I, and there's, there's probably a whole radio show on what the good and the bad of all that all that is, but but yeah, it, but still at the same time. Well, it's uh, kind of what the Russians do. Well, yeah, that's what they no, do. The Chinese. Yeah. I took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. They right. recognize them when they're young, and yeah. they take them from there. Yep. Coach, thank you for being here and letting everybody know about uh, the swim meet coming up. Yes. Well, like I said, it's a Oak Ridge on Monday and West Orange, and they're both away. So we actually had our last meet at, at Weewa on um, Wednesday. Yeah, because we're so, winding down. I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah it's strange. It's September, and we're winding down. But you've got... We've got districts on the 19th of October, so the metro is on the 5th, 19th is districts, and I believe the following week is regionals. Yeah. And I think the districts and regionals will be at Lake Brantley for us. Well, we're up up against our first break. Coach, again, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. We're going to come back, talk to Coach Williams from basketball. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central on your hometown station, 1520 WBZW. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. Joe Ferraro here sitting in for Roger. And along with uh, me is the guy, Fred Priest, <laughs> yeah. hey, athletic we, director. And I, I think we got our ba- basket. I don't know. I've met him a couple times. Uh, I have to talk to him on the phone mostly. I just read about him in the newspaper. They keep him, they keep him <laughs> teaching. He's always teaching, it seems like. But we're glad to have him. He's on the radio with us. He's on the phone with us. And uh, Scott Williams, our basketball coach. Scott, you there? I am. I am. Fred, Joe, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> doing very well, we're Coach. Good. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Hey, uh, My pleasure. So, so we're going to talk a little, we, we know it's not basketball season, but we also know that we're not that far away from it gearing up. And and like football, who does a lot of their pre-stuff in the summertime, you're already done some stuff here in the fall. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, I know we got – when I answer the phone and someone asks me about fall basketball or baseball or softball, I said I don't, I don't have those teams, but I know they're out there somewhere. Uh, tell us about what's going on in the fall with basketball. 
we have um, we have a group of our older guys that um, uh, that are in a fall league um, that's played over at Okoe High School on Monday and Wednesday nights, and uh, so it's a, an opportunity for us to run around a little bit and and uh, begin uh, the process of getting used to playing with each other and, and learning how to compete together. And um, you know, it's been a, um, as you would expect with a team that is going to be young, talented, but young and inexperienced for a while. It's been you know a little choppy, a little a little up and down uh, for us so far. But that's a that's the beauty of why we do it and to be able to just uh, um, you know I, I don't believe in playing a ton in the fall. An awful lot of what we do is is we're trying to get skill work in. We're trying to get in better shape. Uh, but to be able to play a little bit with our older guys that'll that'll make up the core of our varsity team is is always a very positive thing and and uh, and so we're involved in that league here for uh, for uh, I guess th- uh, three more weeks uh, and then uh, the season starts uh, first day of practice is October 31st and we actually play a game uh, two weeks after that uh, in our tip off classic so it'll be here before we know it. Oh yeah, it'll be right on top of us. Tell us a little bit about – the rumor is we've got a little bit of size. Is that right? Am I hearing that right, or is that just well, something I made up? Well, you know, I mean, we're, we're still, <laughs> we're still um, you know, compared to most folks across the board, we'll be, a, you know, a little bit undersized. But, but that's okay. I mean, I've always – I've always uh, felt like that um, I, I'd rather coach a team that has has good guard and and wing play. And, you know, you can survive um, without necessarily having bigs. Now we are blessed. Uh, we've got a, a young man that um, moved back into this area after being in New York for a couple years, and uh, his, uh, he moved back down here with his mom for a senior year. Um, Elijah Dixon, a young man, six six, who you know will give us a little nice. bit of post presence, has the ability to to impact the game, and he's learning a lot. He's got a lot to learn, but his his attitude and his mindset's been really good about just jumping right in and being a part of our culture. Um, but um, you know, we're we're a team outside, really outside of of him. That that is really, if you were to be totally truthful, is nothing but guards. Now, some of those guys will play out of position, which is fine. Um, but um, but that's also the way it normally is. And uh, and uh, you know, we don't have a. There's not a bounty of six, eight guys running through the door, and, and that's okay. That's okay. When you have them, it's right. great, but you can certainly survive without them. Well, I think uh, you'll re- – you know, when I was the athletic director at Port St. Joe uh, 100 years ago, I think I remember Vern Epinette and, oh, yes. and his teams. Uh, I don't think Vern ever had a kid over 6'2", and, you know, he won five out of six state championships in that six-year span, and, and all they did was just run around with folks and pick them up on the bus and put them back on the bus when they were done with them. So, I'm telling you uh, what, right. he, um, <laughs> Vern is a, you know, rest his soul. You know, of course, he yeah. passed a, a few years ago. Yeah. And, um, just, uh, first of all, just a decent man and a phenomenal basketball coach. And a lot of things that they do, um, we're not quite as frenetic about about the way we play, but there's certainly shared philosophy. And, you know, Vern and I go way back to even when he he was the head coach at Claremont High School, um, Claremont, which uh, in Lake County, and before he took the job up there, and um, and so yeah, that you you certainly um, in high school basketball you you win if you have guards and bigs are just a luxury to have, and in, 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 on top of it, absolutely. I think, and I'll say this, Joe, uh, about our coaching staff, and, and is that uh, if there's a group of guys that can can take whatever that's given to them and get it done it's it's uh, it's uh, coach williams and coach grisick they do a, they do a phenomenal job i want to think about the, the blue darters whether it's basketball or whatever the sport is the players have heart yeah i think that's they've got a question. lot of heart yeah 
Yeah, I think we have a really competitive group of guys, and and I tell you what, um, I think top to bottom, uh, the level of talent of our program has grown. Um, even though we lost a um, a really great core of six seniors, um, you know those guys came to us a year ago with really only one of them having had any kind of substantial varsity right. experience, and so it was a learning experience for them all year long. And so this year we come back with five returners. Now we're we're without two of them at the moment because. Uh, uh, one is uh, one plays football, and and the other young man, Jai Clark, is uh, rehabbing off of minor knee surgery, and so it's great because we're getting more guys uh, down the road, some some greater experience and and opportunities to get better. And I just I think uh, you know we we will only have uh, most likely the one senior in our program, and so uh, what we're doing now and where we're growing is really a a two-year process, and we think we're going to end up being very, very good and uh, a team that uh, our community can be very proud of and very excited to watch. Yeah, and like you said, that that kind of thing where you get to, you know, sometimes when you lose a kid or he's out for a little bit, it's kind of, you know, uh, a downer of sorts. But when you get the other kids a chance to get in there and play and and build that depth up, it, it becomes a silver lining. Well, it's just, like, it's just like during the season, if somebody gets in foul trouble or twists an ankle, you know, it's next man right. up, and so this just exactly. provides opportunities for that. Absolutely. Coach, who are the seniors coming back? Well, we don't have a single senior coming back. Um, our yeah. our returners are all um, juniors and sophomores. Um, uh, juniors, Nathan Lewis, uh, Jai Clark, and Berthel Bridges, um, all of whom um, uh, have, uh, have very, very big roles in our program. Berthel, who started last year. Jai, who started last year. Uh, Rodney, who started as a freshman, of course, last year pretty much missed the season because of injury. Um, you know, So we have three kids that, that are starters right there, then two sophomores. Um, Nathan Lewis, uh, who started a little bit for us and will inherit a very big role, and, and Terrence McLean, who becomes who moves from being our backup point guard to our starting point guard. And um, you know, it's uh, you know one of the best measures of where you are as a program is what the colleges think of you. And you know, we've had we've had four, five, six different colleges that have come through this month during the open period to to watch our kids, to be involved with them, and let them know that they're in, in interested in recruiting them. And you know, so there's a lot of talent here. It's just got to be cultivated and and uh, some experience along the way. Oh, we're definitely looking forward to a great season, and I believe we're going to be carrying some of the games again this year. Yeah, that's what, B- yeah. 1520 WBZW. So that'll be good. Now, you, you uh, I got a, I got a note here that there's a community event coming up. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the. Um, uh, the first annual Hoops for Hope charity basketball event. It's a fundraiser um, that's designed. It was uh, under um, both Brian Nelson and Kyle Becker. Their 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 offices and, and their endeavors are involved with this with a parent awareness group in the Apopka community. And um, just do that. And um, um, and so uh, we are we are excited to be involved from the standpoint that um, uh, some of our guys are partnering with some of the players from Wakaiva and Coach Jersino Lubin and uh, will be playing against a, a charity group um, uh, called the Court Kings. The uh, best way to describe it is a modern-day Harlem Globetrotters, you know, a lot of ah, uh, ex-college yeah. players and, and guys like that that travel the country. Um, being a part of different uh, worthy events like this, um, the the purpose here is there, you know, the community is trying to um, to help uh, partner between law enforcement and the 
the the area youth and and folks in terms of uh, relationships and and all the things that can be done in a very challenging time in our world and our society and you know we're just really honored that uh, that first anybody wanted to do such a thing and and then secondly that um, that um, uh, that we can be a part of it in any way, shape, or form. And so we're real excited to be there next Wednesday. And um, I get the opportunity to speak for a few minutes, and I'm very humbled by that. And hope that a lot of people go over there because the people that are involved with this um, uh, have, a, uh, have a great heart and a mind for our community. Okay, remind us again uh, at where that's going to be in the time, Coach. Um, it is from 4 to 8 over at the uh, Cooper Rec Sportsplex, um, uh, which is on 110 Athletes Row here in Apopka, and it's 4 to 8. And my understanding, I believe, is that the game itself uh, will take place a little bit after 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Once again, that's next uh, Wednesday afternoon. Wow, that'll be that'll be a great thing. Now, did you say that we're we are uh, partnering with uh, Wakaiba on that deal? Is that what you we mean? are? Um, uh, we're combining, you know, a handful of uh, five of their guys, five of our guys are putting together a team, and and, uh, and you know, it'll probably resemble the NBA All Star Game. I don't know if there'll be a, a great deal of phenomenal defense, but um, I think it'll be great fun. I think it'll be fun for these guys to get compete against some people that obviously are very very talented and enjoy doing. Uh, these kinds of things. That's always that. That also looks like a, a rivalry love moment to me. Don't yeah, you I just you know I just think that anything, anytime we can, as a program, connect ourselves with things bigger than the game, that it's really right. important and really helpful. And this, you know, it's the first time they've done it. So I'm I'm hopeful it will grow and grow into something that will mean a great deal to our community moving forward. But um. Um, I was really honored that they they thought about including us in any way. Yeah, that's great. I'm, go ahead, I, I believe I saw that on my calendar. I, uh, we're going to be out there broadcasting something. Oh, so you might yes. see Joe. That's out right. There I that. do know that. And, yeah, I knew that Roger, Roger was going to be over there. Um, Miss <laughs> Robinson, who he can't is go there without the me. Event, had, had already <laughs> said, "Hey, Roger may grab you," and I told I said, "Roger knows how to grab me and whatever he needs me in terms of." You know, I, I'm passionate. You know, I, I coach. Um, I coach predominantly African American young men, young men that yeah. are growing up in a world that, um, that that they have challenges and they have a life experience that um, is different than my life experience. And anything that I can do to help promote attitudes of social awareness and consciousness, even through a game of basketball, is something that I think we all should be a part of in whatever way, in whatever we think, communication, conversation, uh, and people learning about people uh, is really valid, and uh, so I'm really excited about it. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the information. I know that uh, there's a, there's people out there that are already thinking a little bit about basketball, and so I hope so. We're excited about the on. season, and and uh, we love we love playing here at Joe Sterling Gym. We love our crowds and our student body, and uh, we think as we continue to build something special, it's going to get even better and better. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Coach. Thank you very much, guys. Well, that. You got it, Coach. Thank you so much. And now we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk with some beautiful ladies from the cheerleading department at Apopka High School. Yes, sir. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central on your hometown station, 1520 WBZW. It's Blue Daughter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. 
Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're broadcasting live from the campus of Apopka High School. I'm here with Fred Priest, and now we're going to be joined by the Blue Daughter cheerleading squad kind of rep- well, two. Rep- representation. Two of them, anyway. Right. You know, you remember when we had uh, uh, Mr. Lankford on yes. with the band, and it's much the same way when you um, – when you go to a football game, you know, obviously the, the main thing that's happening on, is on the field, and, you know, you're trying to win a game, and everybody, you know, they, they, they come to watch the football game. But the atmosphere is set up by the band, by yes. the cheerleaders. Because yes. if those if you go to have a football game and you don't have a band there and you don't have cheerleaders there and all they're doing is out there playing a football game. It's boring. It's very boring. It really is. I mean, it's like it's like watching a football game without the sound on, you know, and you're just you're watching these guys run around. And it, but for the for the team, you know, as a as a former coach for the team, for me, those are the things that set the atmosphere for right. the game that that help with the the intensity of the players playing uh, and so to me it's important and, and, and a lot of times you hardly even notice them and it's sort of like you you hope the officials will be that you don't notice them and then they're doing a good job you know but a lot of times even though the band's loud and the, and the cheerleaders are leading cheers and, and and doing their thing sometimes they don't get noticed as much but you notice you would notice them if they weren't there that's a fact you know so um, I'm excited about having, uh, we have Gracie Darlington and we have Faith Filman that are here uh, representing uh, our team. We have a new uh, cheerleading coach this year, uh, Sheena McKenzie, that's uh, working with the girls. And uh, so, girls, we're going to talk to you uh, a little bit. First of all, let's talk with Gracie uh, because Gracie's got a tough job. Uh, she's the head football coach's daughter. And I know Whoop. about that. Hang on, girls. Hang on. All right, there you go. Oh, you got them? Okay. Got them now. All right. And I had two daughters that were head football coaches' daughters, and it's not the easiest thing in the world for me. It was for them, I think. I don't know. Let's ask Gracie what she thinks. Let's, let's talk about that first, Gracie. Let's okay. get that out of the way. we got Gracie Darlington. Talk to us about that aspect of, you know, going through high school, being in high school, being a cheerleader, and mm-hmm. then also being the head football coach's daughter. It's made it fun. It's made me anticipate high school a lot more, whereas, like, growing up, I was on, I, my dad came here in 99. That's when I was born. So I've been on this track for a while. So to come out and cheer on the track is really fun. So yeah. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a cheerleader for for my dad and for the Blue Darters for a long time. There you go. <laughs> so right? it's made me, yeah, it made me anticipate it more. It's not just high school. You were born a Blue Darter. Yes, I was exactly. born a wow. Blue Darter. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Not many football coaches' daughters can say that. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that. Not many people can say Lots that. of different things. That's for sure. Well, even your brothers were lots of different. Were a couple different True. things before I've only they were been Blue Darters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. You can say that. That's interesting. That's kind of neat. Faith, tell us about the cheerleading team now. What, uh, what, what is it? If there's anything different, or you know, what's going on? You've gone through some coaching changes, and and so tell us about that and how that's going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had a different head coach all four years right. of cheering at a pop get. Um, just the switching of coaches. It's been different, but we learn something new every year. It's just a new atmosphere. And this year, we've got a great, great group of girls. Um, Miss McKenzie's amazing with us. She's very easy to learn from. Um, she's teaching amazing. Mm-hmm. So 
we really enjoy her this year. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, that's good to hear because uh, it's tough. I mean, uh, th- there's some of our teams that have gone through four different coaches uh, in four years here. Uh, and that becomes very difficult because it's hard to get a flow in, in going through things. So, Grace, let's talk about competition. How does that affecting the competition? When do we start competition cheer? Are we doing anything right now uh, leading towards that? We are. We have the homecoming games coming up, and that's kind of like our. It's kind of like our pregame for that. So we have like a we have a trial run for the homecoming parade, where we'll perform like we would in competition, and we are kind of moving that direction as. Obviously, the season's not coming to a close, really, but we're trying to, we're kind of switching our mindset to more the competition season. Yes. And our coach actually has been a competition coach for years. And so she's, that's kind of her. That's her wheelhouse, so yeah. she, she knows what she's doing. So we're moving that way. We're trusting her with yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, because hopefully we got like 10 or 11 weeks left for mm-hmm. football yes. season. So <laughs> hopefully you guys are going to be doing double duty. That's what we're hoping for, right? Yes, yes. So, Faith, you're a senior. I, I take am it a senior. Okay, so um, as a senior, uh, your last year now, uh, tell us about that a little bit. Is it how, how different is that for you? Does it seem different? Is it? And what's your goals from here? Yeah, it's um, it's emotional. It's my last year cheering for good. Um, I've been cheering since I was four, so this is all I know. Um, Sheena coming in, she was my coach when I was little. She's coached me my whole life. So to have her as my coach my senior year, it's been amazing. Um, and we're coming back with the competition season. We haven't done this in a while, mm-hmm. so it's something new we're starting up, and it's great to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. So what about beyond high school? Do you have any plans? Do you know what you're doing yet? Yeah, I plan on um, attending a four-year university. I'm not sure which one yet. Um, I want to study nursing and go into get my doctor's degree. So Good. Now, are you planning on trying to be a cheerleader going I, forward, or do you just I'm, don't know yet? Yeah, or? I'm not completely sure. Um, yeah. Just size-wise, I don't know if I'll be able to compete in college cheerleading. They're so short and little. so It is different, isn't it? it? Is. They are small. They are like five feet tall, and I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit taller than that. So. Yeah, they all look like our running back. Yeah, I don't know. Massey might take my place in co-ed cheerleading. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could possibly be. All right, I got a visual. Stop. <laughs> <Just> stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, so, uh, Gracie, what grade are you in? I don't even know. I'm Sophomore. a junior. Junior now. Yes, You're a junior now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that goes fast, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about you, goals? Let's talk about that a little bit. You're, you're getting to the point where you, you should be looking ahead as well. Not yet. Not, yes. Not in a hurry, but, you know, kind you're getting of, yeah, changing where high school's yeah. ending, so you're yeah. trying to decide. Absolutely. I um, I'm not really sure, obviously, but I have ideas. There's a college in Texas called Southwestern University, and I'd like to go there and study something in um, Christian ministry. Mm-hmm. I sing, and I want to. I want to look into something like that. Yeah. Not really, not really setting setting my feet there, but maybe. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Yes. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good goal. It's absolutely. a good option. Yes. Yeah, it is absolutely. So okay, so we got uh, what? So help me again. You, I think you said it, but when does competition actually start? And you, do we know? Um, yeah, uh, we're going to start forming a team around the end of October, beginning of November, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, maybe smaller, maybe larger. We're going to kind of hint around with it, play around, um, try some new things. Yeah. So, and we'll it start. goes until February, yeah. or late January, yeah. February uh-huh. is about when the season would be over right. if we were to go on to the farthest. <laughs> now, um, I, I know in the past you did. There were some competitions that happened, like during the like before the football game started or 
Am I right about that? Am I remembering that right? That you did? There were some kind of competitions going on late in the season. Is that right? Yeah, we do. We will be competing during football season if yeah. we go far into playoffs. Right. So we will be going back and forth between. Yeah, yeah that. around that November would be when yeah. we had some actual competitions during football. Now the girls that are on the cheer squad are they also on the competition squad, or is that something that you have to try out for again, or how's that working? When you tried out for varsity, you were trying out for the competition team as well. We may be pulling some up. We may be mm-hmm. having some leave for other winter sports where yeah. they cannot compete. So we're going to kind of girls that play yeah. soccer or something like that. We're going to switch it around and see what we can come up with. So that's why we're we're not sure about what our size is going to be. Yeah. Is that we're talking mm-hmm. about then? Because mm-hmm. okay, explain that a little bit because there's a lot of folks out there that don't get what we're talking about with competition cheer. Yeah, Yeah, I picture the Nationals that they used to have up in Jacksonville. Right. Is is that what you're talking about, going for that? Yes. Yes. Smaller scales, like you build up to that. And there's a state championship, too. Depending on how well we do. Yeah, Yeah, a buddy of mine used to do the audio for that. But what they're talking about also is, I don't think some people might understand, is that there's the sizes of the teams and the makeup Mm -hmm. of the teams are different. It's not like we have a football team. So explain that a little bit about what we're talking about, where we're not sure yet what kind of team we're doing. Uh, you can have small, medium, large, extra large. It's just depending on the size of the girls. Um, it's more of how many stunt groups you can fit in. Some teams go tumbling, some go non-tumbling. So it's if you also can also skill, yes, yeah, skill yeah, level, skill level. Um, if you can flip, if you cannot flip, how many girls you have to throw up. So it's just kind of um, stunt group sizes. So it ranges from small to extra large. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about numbers now, right? Yes. yes. That's the yeah. size of the group. <laughs> right, yeah. right. No, no, okay, not that's the right. Stunt stunt right. Like, how many stunt groups we can fit into. Okay, I just want to make that clear. Strong yes. women. Yeah. Uh, but also there's co-ed teams, too. Is, isn't that right? There, there are co-ed teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they do get the boys involved in, in that as well. And you compete with your size. Like if we, if we enter as medium non-tumbling, then we would compete against the other team's at the, at that the arena, medium yeah. non-tumbling. Yes, right, yes, right, right. we compete with our kind. It's really fun. I've been, I've been there. They, <laughs> the the state um, the state meet, I guess they call them. Um, usually is in Kissimmee at the Silver Spurs Arena. Is that Silver what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's huge. And then you know the girls are up there, or the teams are up there, and and uh, it's an amazing event to go watch. It really is. Uh, so I've been there a few times and in the past with other schools that I've been with, and we've had some pretty good teams. and It's something to go see. So if you haven't seen – and you don't have to be there a long time if you want to just watch your team. Just you're there about two, about, time, yeah. about two minutes, right? Two, I think two, it's like two, two and a half minutes, minutes whatever and half it is, minutes, right? Yeah. And so you don't have to be there all day. It's going to take you longer to park. You watch, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> show up and watch yours, and you can go if you want. But, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's fun. So it's a great time. Gracie Darlington, Faith Filman, thank you so much thank for being you, here. Thank you for having us. Could be had, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Thanks, girls. We appreciate <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. And, and good luck. And it's a great insight into what Absolutely. the cheerleaders do. And you're right, Fred. Without the cheerleaders on on the field, it's kind of boring. Yeah, it's the same thing with the band. <laughs> Watching just football. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central on your hometown station. We're going to be back with Coach Rick Darlington as soon as he pulls up in his uh, limousine. Right. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Back to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're live from the campus of Apopka High School. Fred Priest is with me, and now we're being joined by the head football coach of the Apopka Blue Darters, Coach Rick Darlington. Coach, thanks for being here. You're welcome. I told uh, I told Coach that he's under a little bit of pressure. Gracie was here before him, and so... 
He's got a tough act to follow, that's for sure. What did y'all talk to Grace about? Cheerleading. She did such a great job. Her and Faith Filman were here, and they did a great job. And we talked about cheerleading and how important it is to the atmosphere of a football game. And and, uh, She definitely knows her stuff. She tells them the right cheers to do. Yes. I like if we're it. on defense, she she tells them not to say we want That's a touchdown. She, you know, we were talking. She is, she is. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, your first child in high school that is a blue darter from the day she was born. Is that right? Or was Molly too? No, let me think. Now, Grace was born when I, in 99 when right. I was a coach here. Yeah. yeah, she's the first one to be born a, a blue darter. Born yeah. a blue darter and I still remember a blue there were some, some thoughts I might miss a game or something. <laughs> yeah, Molly was born in... Eustace, yeah. And I actually did leave the sideline <laughs> during a one? game, but she wasn't born. It was like there were some issues. And we went to the hospital, but she stayed in. Yeah, she's messing me up. So that's why good probably I still have for, issues with Molly. Good for Molly. <laughs> she delayed things. I told Gracie, I said, that's not always the football coaches don't always get to have their kids be a blue darter from the beginning to the end. So well, good for her. Hey, look, let's talk about let's talk about DP game first. What a game, right? I mean, if you didn't care one and someone you were watching a game, it was a great football game, right? The thing about the game that strikes me is, you know, the crowd was huge. And with it being a regular season game and a TV game, that's really an anomaly. Because, again, regular season games, we don't get the – we get good crowds, right. but it was a playoff-type crowd. Yes, it was. But when you have the fact that the TV game is the situation, because that takes people away. So that speaks even more to the magnitude of it and the impressiveness of the crowd. And we appreciate the fans coming out for that one because it was definitely a great atmosphere. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Let's – I think on everybody's mind, and even John Perry's in the newspaper, let's talk about that last play. Uh, you know, you hate to second-guess folks, but I'm still kind of going, why did we throw football, right? I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> you know what I thought it was? <laughs> it wasn't brilliant. But you know what I thought was brilliant, really, on their part, was their last drive. I mean, they oh, take yeah. up the clock. They go, this is the last drive. Well, we couldn't tackle their quarterback. And we can't tackle Until that, we'd, had, we'd given up like 19 yards in the second half. Yeah. But the quarterback got away a couple times on scrambles, and that's kind of an Achilles heel. And Mm-hmm. You know, that was disappointing. But, you know, I mean, they get the ball in the five. You know, we're all thinking the same thing. Get it centered up, spike it, kick a field goal, win the game. But. Yeah. And, and you're going, okay. And, and really, in my mind, just to just to apologize, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, it was a great football game. We'll see these folks again later on down the road. You know, I'm already, con- I'm already conceding that, well, obviously they're going to, you know, run the quarterback maybe a time or two or, and then kick the football and we'll be out of here. But but you know what? That's why they play the game, right, Coach? Yeah, <laughs> people are on the coach about it, but there's there's been rumors that the quarterback checked to the play. Well, that's what we were talking about. And so I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, we had a game like that in Georgia where we told the quarterback, don't force the ball. If it's not there, throw it away. Yeah. We'll kick the field goal. Play in Washington County when I was at Apple County. And what does the quarterback do? He forces the ball, and the game's over. So you don't know what the kid's been told. You don't know if he checked. You, but regardless right. of that play, I thought that quarterback he oh, was yeah. pretty good. There's no question. He was the reason they were in the position no to try to win the game. And, you know, we didn't play well. We didn't play well on defense. We didn't play well on offense. But somehow we, I thought we showed a lot of guts and tangibles, yeah. leadership, toughness, closeness. Yeah. Which is good because yeah. those things you can't generate. You right. can get better at tackling and blocking and taking care of the ball and defending the pass. But, you know, with the leadership and intangibles and those type things, you can develop them somewhat. But to see them in a big game like that, that was really crucial because 
you know, I guess you'd say we have a lot of gas left in the tank. I think it's more like we still have a lot of improving left to do. Sure. Well, you know, and I thought we if, certainly haven't peaked by any means. Yeah, there you go. Well, now we don't want to, right? We're only no. four games in the season, right? Well, right. you know, I thought the play that obviously it was the play that won the game, but it, or, or one of the plays that won the game. But when Demetri Birch on the snap uh, doesn't hesitate. I mean, I don't know. After he dropped it. Right, right, right. And I, and I was going to be kinder. So we thought say, that was a trick play that you was, developed. I don't know if it was a bad snap or a fumbled snap, but what I do know is he didn't hesitate, and he picked it up and sprinted. I mean, it was – I mean, there was no – you know, yeah. no hesitation in what he was doing. And well, he, pro- we, he probably knew what, what he had to, He had to get there quick, yeah. didn't he? He was running for his life. Uh, well, we did. We thought that was a trick play that you developed. Yeah, I did. I designed it. <laughs> you know, I said, listen, make sure you drop the ball. Drop the ball first. So the defense thinks you screwed up. <laughs> well, see, from my And then angle, since you're faster than them, <laughs> run to the corner. Run around the corner. Really fast. You know, that's like the third time this year that I've seen him beat and get the corner when I thought that, pe- that they had the angle on him. I, I didn't think he was going to get in. It was an amazing thing. He doesn't lack speed. No. no. And what about, let's talk about uh, Massey's run. Uh, th- that was incredible. On the on the touchdown. The, yeah, with a yeah. catch. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, funny about that. It was, that's what we call an RPO play, which is a run pass option. And so we're blocking a run play, but we're running quick game routes over there. And the quarterback saw that the pass was there, but then someone blitzed. So he held it a second longer to get a better angle. And so when Sean catches the ball, we have two linemen standing like next to him at six yards. Yeah. So like they could have thrown a flag, but oh, right. it was a good call. They didn't. Yeah. And uh, so then Sean caught it and then wrestled the ball away from the guy and just took off for touchdown. But, you know, also we had a fourth down on that last drive, and my staff's going, kick a field goal. We'll win it later. And I'm going, no, we're going to go for it right now. We're down 14-7. right. And I go, no, we're going to go for it. And I go, who's our best player? They go, Sean. I go, what's his best play? They go, seven. I go, we're going to run Sean on seven. And we were in a timeout, right? And so we ran Sean on seven. And you, know, the coaches said the telling thing was is that on that play, like several DP players that were like really good players were like backing up. Uh, it's like they didn't want any more. And I don't know. Right. I don't know if that's the case or not. Right, right. I know that that was a big fourth down play, and uh, I, I think that led to the uh, that I think that led. To the first touch? No, I guess it was the second touchdown. It was the second touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. No, it was the first touchdown, I believe. I don't know. No, I think it was. I don't remember. Are oh, you talking? You're not talking about his touchdown run. No, it was yeah, a yeah. fourth and three play we yeah, converted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't right. remember what it led yeah, to. Because yeah. then he had the reverse that we they blitzed both backers, and right as we're hitting the reverse, Phil gets hit. Yes, and that was a great play. And that got his first down, like third and fifteen. Right. So yeah. Yeah, there was a. I mean, it was obviously a good football team against two or two good football yeah. teams and a good football. Yeah, game. they're very good. They're a good coach team. They're very physical and good. And you know, we're, I don't think we'll see a team that talented until deep in the playoffs. If we go deep in the playoffs, but you know, I, I think you feel the same way I do a little bit. Those are the games that are fun. It's fun to coach in those games. No, though. I like the Edgewater game. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm wrong. If there was no running clock. I hate a running clock because then you can't get everyone to play. But You don't have fun in the, D- the DP kind of games? Nah, no, not I, really. I don't know. I don't know. They're fun to look back on. Right? Once they're over, they're fun. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like The other ones, they're not fun when they're over. No, it's right. like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But uh, 
But during those games, I don't think I've ever had fun during those stressful games. It was, you know, that was one of the games that you're constantly on the edge of your seat. Yes. Oh, yeah, great football From the game. beginning to the very end. Yeah. And, yeah, they're fun to look back on as long as there's a W yeah. to go along with it. Instead of the misery that you think of later on that you can never shake. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, University Tonight. Let's talk about them for a few minutes. What, what, uh, what do they look like? What do they look like? What can we expect? Uh, well, our JV and freshmen played them last night, and they didn't have a lot of guys out. But, uh, you know, they haven't won yet. So, uh, you know, they're 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 probably not, you know, great. You know, I think they're probably better than Edgewater. You know, don't know if they're as good as the Coe, but it's really not about them. And and here's the thing: even if we're playing DP, we say the same thing. It's not about them; it's about us. And so, we've got to get better and do some things better. And so we need to go over there and play good. You know, whether the score is seven three or. 77 to 3. It doesn't matter. It, we need to go out and play good, and and that's what we're hoping to do tonight. Yeah. Did you feel like week of practice had a good week of practice? That- it got better. I think Wednesday was finally a good day. You know, you got to drag it out of them a little bit just because, you know, the, the Monday and Tuesday we got we got pushed off a little bit early because of lightning. And then, uh, you know, just the fact coming off such a big win right. and then having a team on the schedule next who hasn't won yet. It's going to be natural for the kids to kind of be a little bit draggy. But we're not going to practice any different. We're going to drag it out of them. And we told them in advance we would be. And that's what we did. And hopefully we got better. And hopefully it will show up on, on film tonight. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> I think our weather will be good for us. We don't have to worry about that too much. That's hey, yeah, I'd hate to go all the way over there and have a rain issue, you know. It seems like you know it's a long trip, man. Just to remind, we can't folks, fly, Fred. You know, if no. we got if we went into Zellwood <laughs> and we flew over to OIA, I think we'd get there faster. Get there faster. I That's true. You would than driving. I know. Yeah. Well, there's an executive airport or something over there. You know. Yes. If we just flew from Zellwood to the executive airport, <laughs> you got a chance. Ten minutes. And I'd be willing to just take one flight, or just pack kids on it. You know, take 25, 30 kids. <laughs> I know that. I know that. Um, you know. We've, we start the game at 7, just to remind everybody, the games are at 7, but I think we start the majority of our games so far this year at 7.30 because of either TV or rain delay. So, but Mostly lightning delay. Yeah, but we're yeah. going to try to start at 7. We're going to hopefully see the Blue Darters uh, you know, play well and uh, Coach is looking for. And, and, um, I like when there's game. a goose egg on the other side. So yeah, we've, we've really... Uh, We've, we've kept scoring defense and rushing defense crazy down this year. We've defended the pass better. I think that was the thing about Dr. Phillips is we played better in the secondary. You know, yeah. we weren't perfect, yeah. but they're growing up. They're getting better. Yeah. You well, know. Coach, I want to thank you for being here. We're going to talk to you. Well, we'll see you tonight. Yeah. We'll listen be there. To, listen to the ball game right here on 1520 WBZW. Download the mobile app. Take us anywhere on the planet. Thank you, Fred, for a great Thanks, show. Appreciate it. And we'll see you tonight on 1520 WBZW.